What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, September 4th. Definitely forgot it was September. And you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Father O, a.k.a. Southside O, a.k.a. Mr. Madrigal, we need to talk. Um, with me, as always, I'm my two best buds here, Mr. Aldo Soto. I also can't believe it's September. We're like three weeks away from the playoffs. It's wild, dude. And Mr. K. Fitz. I have decided, based on the new COVID rules of baseball in a COVID-shortened season, that it is okay to talk about magic numbers here in the month of September. Magic number for the Cubs is what, 27? 26? Oh, wow. We're already... Magic numbers are in the 20s right now? I have thus decreed. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. That's, like, really high. There's only, like, 25 games left. Right. That's to win the division, though, not to clinch a playoff spot. Playoff spot's, like, 19, I think, right oh, now. Oh, okay. What you do is you take the 61 minus the amount of Cubs wins minus the amount of losses from the third place team. There you go. Well, we got to, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, both teams are in first place, so that's cool. Um, so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> this show has come a long way from when we first recorded this show. Um, both teams are in first place. Uh, Cubs can't hit with bases loaded. It's no longer a joke. It's like a real thing. Um, we'll talk about their series with the Pirates. White Sox went into Minnesota, and oh, doctor, did a lot of shit happen. And I emphasize the word shit. Uh, could have been a great series. Could have done a lot for that team, but not a lot of good came out of that series. But now they're in Kansas City, uh, so hopefully we can the White Sox can rebound. But we're going to talk about what went down in Minnesota, what's changing, who's new, who's playing out of position, up is down, left is right. Our pets' heads are falling off. It's crazy shit all around. Uh, so with all that being said, it's a long weekend. Let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on a boy. As always, the show is brought to you by SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Make sure you're downloading the new and improved app, turning on the push notifications, so you will be the first person to know when guys like Bernardo Flores Jr. get called up for their White Sox debut. Your new favorite pitcher, Bernardo Flores? My new favorite pitcher is not Ronaldo Lopez. <laughs> Whoever is not him is my new favorite pitcher. Whoever's starting instead of him is your Yes. Favorite? Well, so the White Sox went to Minnesota. Uh, big three-game series. Could have put some real distance between them and the Twins. Um, and they only took one out of three. 
and it wasn't pretty. Um, White Sox went into, let's start here. The White Sox went into this series, the best defensive team in baseball, according to defensive run save statistic. If you had not watched the White Sox all season and just watched this series against Minnesota, you would have called bullshit so fast it would have made your head spin. Just errors galore, errors galore. Eight, right? Eight in the three games? I believe so, yes. Uh, let me pull it up because we're all about statistics and facts. Statistics. And stats. It was at least seven. I don't know if they made another one on Wednesday. Right? It was at least seven. Yeah, it was not great. So they had three in their eight to five victory on Monday night. Oh my god! <laughs> they had come on. They had one, so that's four on Tuesday, and then Wednesday they had. Four errors. Oh, great googly moogly. So that's eight errors in three games. <sighs> and this mean, is after playing fantastic defense to start the season. You guys they were like, the best defensive team in the league. The best defensive team in the league, statistically. I blame Magical. I, I was going to say, the defense seems to be getting worse with the return of Magical. Yeah, everything is Nick Magical's fault. And he has the nerve to be batting 400, but he only hit singles. What a fucking jerk. What a jerk. What a jerk. But, um, yeah, Nick's defense, not great. And if you're a fan of this show or you follow me on Twitter or you just know anything about White Sox, I've been dubbed the vice president of the Nick Magical Wagon by King Mac. And... I usually go to bat for my guy. I spin zone things. I, you know, I don't really argue anymore on Twitter just because it's like makes your head hurt. Uh, but I usually do it. But Nick, bud, it's a bad series. Bad series for Nick. Um, I know he's still coming back from the injury. I'm not blaming the injury. I don't think they would play him, but I something might not be right. I really hope it's not a confidence thing. The big error came on, what was that, Wednesday night? Wednesday in the second. In the second inning, Ronald Raylo uh, was doing well. Well, not doing well, but he was getting um, – he was doing his work. You know, he got down. He got the, the ground out. It was a ground ball to his left. It was pretty, pretty standard. Magical booted it, just didn't get down all the way. Um, time out. I have to agree with uh, Aloha, Mr. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who says who's chiming in on Periscope? You could do so as well every Thursday night. Or yes, after- please. Mr. Aloha, Hand says trade magical now. And Cheers, guy- Mr. Hand, but fuck no. No, I know he's being facetious as well. I know, I know, Mr. Hand, but you're at the do. His error. Um, gave them an extra out in which Raylo, who was serving up the spiciest of meatballs uh, laid one up and it got drilled to right center field and two runs scored and the floodgates opened Uh, Yumper. I am, I'm okay. Uh, But you know, I've been called a fanboy for magical 
And I guess it's somewhat deserved, but I will call it out when I see it. And it was just shitty defense. I don't know what else to tell you. He had a bad series um, in the field. At the plate, he's still doing his thing. Guy's hitting 389 right now. I mean, he I think he's one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball with an 0-2 count. Uh, for some weird reason, he really likes to get behind in the count. Um, Steve Stone brought it up, though. Pitchers, no, he's not going to take them deep. So they come at him, 0-2. And he's a good hitter. He has very good mechanics. He's a good hitter. And he puts the ball in play. And then he gets on base for the top of your lineup. I know it's fucking crazy talk to some people. But, yes, he hits singles. And I'll take a 400 hitter in my lineup eight days a week. I mean, that's just – come on. I don't get it. Before we get to that, though, so let's talk about the other big news for the Sox on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Ronaldo Lopez gets pulled after 53 pitches. Bitched about it. He was – like you know, don't normally see uh, just a guy like flat out being like, "What the fuck was the manager doing?" But he did that after the game on Wednesday. It was like, I mean, I'm I'm sure he had his reasons, but I don't know why he took me out. He said, uh, you know, the plan was for me to get like 90 pitches. Um, I'm saying mean, he was he wasn't good. Uh, obviously, there is that error, but like we no. discussed, you can pitch around. You uh, could pitch around errors. I mean, um, two innings after that, Ross Detweiler pitched around an error and got out of the inning with no runs. And, I mean, the track record just isn't – I mean, Ronaldo Lopez, Lopez hasn't been uh, very good He's been uh, since his MLB career started. But he gets optioned down. So he's out of rotation. Um, they bring up the – I think he's a lefty, right? Uh, Bernardo Flores. And, I mean, you're going – the rotation now is basically – the majority is now the young guys. You got – after Giolito and Keuchel, you have Cease, who's like in his – second season but he hasn't pitched a four year yet uh then you have dane dunning who's he's not going to be in the rotation now he's pitching well though he is yeah he had like five no hit innings yeah um, and his uh his swing and miss his swing and miss rate is money is that salty dude yeah it's salty, salty dude, dude. What What's and up? then and now i mean i'm guessing it's going to be a combination of like a bullpen day slash uh, Matt Foster, Flores. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think so, if I stretched out three to four innings right now, that's the main Flores, key. he is a lefty. He's he's tall too, 6'4". He's 25 years old. I mean, it's basically shit or get off the pot with him, so that's why he got called up because it's, let's see what you got, kid. Um, yeah, the White Sox rotation is uh, – it's looking a little rough, and I agree with Mr. Han in the comment section as well as you can all comment on Periscope right now. It is looking like a huge mistake not getting reinforcements before the trade deadline. Brought it up um, on Monday. Yeah, they pretty something. And then you didn't, and, to, you didn't have to trade away the future. You could have done something there. In the most anticipated, just everyone knew it was coming. Hot. Well, Carlos Rodon's coming back. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Don't piss in my ear and tell me it's raining. Come on, man. That was brutal. And then, so you do all that. You don't make any moves at the deadline. And you 
stand strong behind Carlos Rodon is coming back as your big whatever, and then two days later you drop Renato Lopez. Uh, I mean, I said it Monday, man. They didn't make any moves, but let's be honest, it's better than a knee jerk reaction trade just to fucking make a trade for the just the hell of it. And granted, hey, you know, you'll see what happens as things play out, but they saw what they saw. Maybe they didn't have it. Some of the, you know, again, some of the, what the asking price was too high for someone like a Lance Lynn. You don't, you don't make a stupid Theo and trade away two potential future prospects for a pitcher that may or may not pan out like a Jose Quintana. Now Lynn is Mm -hmm. better than Jose Quintana. But at the same time, you so, just if, if it's not good enough, you just walk. You have to be able to walk away from the deal, and I think Han just walked away. And and you can't really fault him for if you're not going to get good quality replacements if you're not giving up good quality players. And I don't think that they, right now this isn't that season where you go. I just again, I just I've thought that you don't go on in the season. I just I thought that you would just let it play out. You're getting experience. I don't think the White Sox are exactly there yet. So this is a good opportunity for them to play the string and know exactly in the offseason where to put together a squad that's going to finish 162 games strong and. You know, do you sell the farm? No, you're not going to give away a Vaughn. Why would you give away a Vaughn? Yeah, you know, what, what were they asking they for? To, I mean, they had they to have to give up a Vaughn. What did the Padres no. give up for Clevenger? Which, I mean, again, it's unfair because I don't. I think the Indians were never going to trade uh, Clevenger to the uh, to the White Sox. But, but all due respect, their farm system is also pretty damn stocked compared to everybody else's team. Mm. The Padres have a pretty good. Oh, Padres, yes. So, like, yes. you could give away like, just like I mean, there's there's certain guys that are just stuck there anyway. You might as well just throw it out yeah. there and it's nothing as far as their pecking order but for the white Sox, you you, you can't give up guys that are going to be guys in the next three to four years uh, I, think, I don't know who said it was it han or i'm not sure who said it in their interview they're like look we just didn't see a reason to give away guys that are going to help us over the, for, for the better part of the next decade to help us in a shortened season like this and I, I thought that i agreed with that and i think we talked about it monday if they didn't make any moves that was why they they were happy with what they have for now and they didn't feel the need. There wasn't a deal that struck them as being worth it. And so if it's not there, you just you don't make a deal just to make a deal. My fear, and I agree with you, Kevin. My fear is they were so focused on Lance Lynn and making that deal work that they didn't see the Diamondbacks being like, someone please take Archie Bradley. Someone please take Robbie Ray. Because especially Archie Bradley. Because great point in the comments. This bullpen's gonna get gassed quick. You go they're already gassed. Yeah, you go. I mean, Jimmy <laughs> Guns. Jimmy Guns looks brutal right now. Like I don't know. He needs to like maybe take a day off from the gym and just rest a little bit. But he has to put that. He has to put his sleeve down. He just looks like a dude. Something. Like you yeah. can't. You can't yeah, look like a tool bag. Um, <laughs> but Archie Bradley went for next to nothing. You could have got him. You could have got one hundred percent got him. Robbie Ray, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. He went to the Blue Jays, but yeah, you could have, I mean, get a fifth starter. And Robbie Ray would have been a hell of an addition to this uh, rotation. And yeah, the Padres gave up nothing. And they got a, Padres had a good deadline. Padres are just having a good season mm-hmm. all around. And Padres, I think. Well, I don't want to say that. Just I don't want to say that because that's not that's not accurate. I was going to say the Padres are in a better position to go for it than the White Sox, but They're pretty similar. It's similar, and they had a different. And I mean, it's definitely a tale of uh, two. No, so, well, there was rumors about the Sox and Clevenger, but I really think there was a whole interdivision tax. 
Yeah. That it was going to cost the Sox more. Uh, there was a rumor that Clevenger called Tim Anderson, or was it Tim Anderson? Yeah, it was Tim Anderson saying, like, I want to play, I'd love to play in Chicago. That would be fucking awesome. We all know he likes the nightlife. Oh, um, loves Chicago. So they <laughs> were. Where to go? So to answer the question in the comments, yeah, they were in on it. But again, Cleveland was going to tax them. And I just, I'm, I'm all for not making a deal. To mortgage the future. I don't want to see Vaughn traded. I don't want to see, you know, some, but the White Sox also have a log jam of like double A guys. You know what I mean? They're, it's stocked there where they could have got an Archie Bradley. They could have got a Robbie Ray. They could have done that. And I would have been fine with it. Now, you know, maybe Flores comes out. He, Flores had a great 2018. He was mm-hmm. an all star. He won a gold glove. I mean, if we can get him back to that, awesome. And then, hey, Carlos Rodon's coming back. Just beat that fucking drum. Um, so you're I saying really, you're not confident in Carlos Rodon coming back? I think Carlos Rodon's a hell of a pitcher. I don't. I'm not confident in his arm holding up for more than a start. I, I've, and although Kevin, I know you can both back me up on this. I've been saying since probably this offseason that Carlos Rodon should be a reliever. And I'm I'm going to start saying it now. If we're not, if Raylo stays in this organization, he needs to be a reliever too. Yep, that's it. I mean, dude, I've been saying Carlos Rodon should be Andrew Miller for like probably eight months now, and I honestly just think and unfortunately think that Carlos is a good dude, but I also think he's pretty stubborn and. He's going to say, you're not going to make me a starter. I'm out of here. I want starter money. Andrew Miller made bank, though, in his career, dude. Like, if you're a good reliever, you'll get paid. Here's the thing, though. Even if that is the case, like, at this point. Oh, you let him go. No, I mean, at this point, even if, like, he accepts that, I don't even think you can trust that he can stay healthy long enough for that. Like, this is a guy who can't, like, stay healthy to pitch once every five days. I, I don't really have much confidence that he can stay healthy and like make 60 70 appearances in a season yeah and then i think the- I do, like i think that's a i think that's a good case for like a non-tender because as much as we don't want to say anything right now the offseason is going to be shitting and uh teams and owners are going to look at any way to cut salary and i mean i think uh, rodan has one more year of arbitration so that can be like a uh, thanks we're going to cut that like $5 million off. Nope. And I'm going to get to uh salty's question. I'm just going to call you salty, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not sweaty. He's just salty. But he has a good question here. If you're a Sox fan or a Cubs fan, who do you want to see in the playoffs? Um, I'm sure we all have opinions. on that. I want to get to that in a minute, but I want to bring this up first. So James Fox is a great work over there at future Sox. Uh, guy has his finger on the pulse of uh, everything that has to do with the White Sox farm system. The White Sox, we're lucky in Sox Twitter to have a lot of great guys in the system who can report on all this stuff. But James, about an hour before we went live today, pointed out that Andrew Vaughn has been taking reps in right field in Schaumburg. Now, Everybody who's watched a White Sox game, and if you've ever logged on to Twitter, you know 
that it's not really going how Mazzara wanted it to go this year. He looks bad, dude. Like he just looks absolutely terrible. He's batting two thirty, which I'm actually surprised it's over two. Uh, oh, he's been getting a lot of base hits, doubles, but he was brought here for like power and to be like a staple in right field. Zero home runs. I don't even think he's put one to the warning track. And defense is, I mean, it's meh. So. I personally think Adam Ingle should be our starting right fielder, but then if you look at his righty-lefty splits, he's having some issues against right-handed pitching. It's just that, but he's starting tonight for the left because there's left. But anyways, I don't know how I feel about Andrew Vaughn in right field. I mean, he's played third base in spring training or the second camp, whatever the hell it was called. Mm -hmm. Now they got him running around in right field. Listen, I want to see his bat in the major leagues. I want to see him get some ABs. And I know the biggest thing is when you say that people are like, well, where? Cause Jose Abreu is having an MVP season. Uh, they overpaid E5. So he's they're not going to, what? Said he's been not, <clears throat> what? It, no, he's been 170. <laughs> yeah. He's been like, not even that. He's just not slugging. Like, no, he was, Edwin, he's not hit for a high average, but he's not slugging. No, Edwin looks, like booty. Um, so I don't know, Andrew Vaughn. And now you're getting these reports and mailman Jack, my man mentioned it in the comments the whole, here. The whole shot club is here, by the way. I need yeah. to make the shot club is here. Oh yeah. You're all your shot, boys. You got club. Mr. Han and mailman Jack. So news came out Thursday afternoon that Mankata, who has been, very unfairly labeled as soft by some in White Sox Twitter because of nagging injuries, finally came out and said, because he hasn't looked right in months. And he finally came out and was like, dude, since COVID, I still don't feel like myself. And we know from reading reports and hearing from people that have had it that it causes extreme fatigue, it causes muscle weakness, and it definitely would cause someone with an injury to have a harder time to heal. Mm -hmm. So is dealing with that. Some people want him on the IL. Some people want him on the COVID IL. Some people just want to shut him down for the season. I've seen all of the above. I think you just got to listen to him. And I think he's a competitor though. And he's going to be like, I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. And this is where Ricky needs to be a manager and be like, dude, you just need to sit the fuck down. It's yeah. What kind of message do you have for the meatball fans that have a tendency in this case with, with him to go, he's soft. He's very soft. He can't, he can't handle the physical toll. What do you tell, what do you tell those uh, meatballs? And, well, that was just dumb. I mean, there's, <laughs> it's just dumb. I mean, okay. The guy was clearly hurt and yes, he has a history of being hurt. And I've seen people call him China legs. I've seen people call him all this. Like, he's clearly dealing with an injury, but we all knew he had COVID right before the season started. And you kind of have to give him a little bit of a leeway because none of us know what this shit does to your body. If we knew 100% what this shit would do to your body, I wouldn't have to wear a fucking mask to go to the goddamn store anymore mm -hmm. because we would have had it figured out by now. 
and I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. I mean, no, I mean, but, but you're right though. That's 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 the thing. I mean, he yeah. had like he had COVID, which we don't know how, and they just think because like guys are professional athletes, they're like, oh, I mean, it's not going to affect them. But I mean, we've seen it's not just Mankata. Like Freddie Freeman was like, yes. I mean, he wasn't like dying, but like he was in fucking bad shape for a whole month. It's and just the like, flu. Prime, prime, like MLB athlete. He's not just like one of these schlubs. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. And Makata, I remember like the first weekend, uh, what was it, when he got like the day off on a Sunday or something? And it was against the Twins. And I think we talked about it then. It was like, I mean, like three games into his season, you're giving him a day off. Right. And that's the thing where like they must have known then and they must have known throughout the regular season because this isn't, uh, oh, like this just popped up this weekend. Uh, this has been like since they played the Brewers, where he just yes. wasn't looking himself, and that's been what like a month now. That was that was early August. That's when Magical got hurt. That was like yep. the first series in August. So yep. yeah, like, as we said, like the same thing with Chris Bryant. All these guys, all these guys are competitors. Of course they're gonna play. Yep, and that's what I'm saying. Ricky, Ricky needs to come in and just, Yohan, I know you want to play. I know we're in contention. I know that. And if you're a Sox fan, it's like, yes, that's a good thing to see that this guy wants to play at all costs. But on the other hand, you got to think about the future. You got to think long term. I mean, with the White Sox rotation right now in bullpen, World Series is a pipe dream. And I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, that's exactly that's exactly literally can't finish like a game of like freaking Fortnite when they've got Carvel Tunnel. Like those are the they're usually the biggest pusses. Um, but. It's it just is frustrating those two, but and when you have Makati, sometimes you say that you know some, maybe it takes Ricky sitting him down, knowing how much you want to play. And I kind of whined about it yesterday between us and our group, but Rossi did that for Chris yesterday. As much as I hated it, and I thought it was really crappy that he came back one game and then Ross to sit him the next game. Chris wanted to play yesterday, and Ross said, "No, you're sitting. It's for your better. It's it's for it's better for you. I know, kid, you want to play, but mm-hmm. I'm the manager. I'm going to do this for your own good. And I think with Ricky, he's got to do kind of the same thing with Moncada because Moncada wants to play." No ball player wants to like, ah, oh, no, I'm going to sit. I'm fine. They want to get in there. They, they're not going to sit. They, that's all they know how to do. And when you get a guy that wants to play, sometimes they're going to tell you they feel great when they're not. And if you're not 100% or at yep. least you're 75, not better than the next guy at 100, you need to step back and let that guy do the job. And that's on the manager. That's on ownership. That's on upper management to to be the adult in the room when it comes down to that. Right. And it, that's a big thing. And what do we got here? Is it even COVID that got him hurt or just being unable to be around the facility? It could be both. Could be that, I mean, that's a good point. It could definitely be both because not being able to train, but I'm sure he was training at home, but not being under that same I regiment, specifically said, like, since I got the virus. Right. It's probably that, an underlying condition. <laughs> it's Yeah, dude, it's been – Sorry. people have said repeatedly, people that I know personally, people in the news, celebrities, athletes, you've heard these people saying that the lingering effects of having this is chronic fatigue – body aching, weak muscles. Mm -hmm. This dude is a fucking statue of a man in perfect condition. And for him to being able to be like, yo, this is still fucking me up for fat out of shape. Me that scares the fuck out of me, man. Cause like if that's (laughs) messing up, yo, I'm on Kata and he's still going out there and he's still got a couple bombs this year. Like he's, it's just, I don't know. People just, I don't know. Do, do what you want to do on Twitter, whatever, do you. But I'm just telling you right now, you look like an asshole. Hey, Twitter tough guys. The Rock was taken down by COVID for two weeks. 
Leave yeah. it alone. You ain't the rock, okay? Even though you can do the eyebrow, but it's uh-huh. it's 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 if you get a cold, if you get a bad flu, you're probably screwed for a couple of weeks anyway. This is worse. I mean, so these guys having to deal with this, especially when it comes to cardiovascular stuff, they can't keep mm-hmm. their blood flowing, they can't keep those muscles, you know, loose. And they're, they're that's probably the more frequent kind of injury you'll see is a cramps, sprains, things that things that happen because of a lack of you know, getting that blood flow and getting everything, getting the oxygen to those, those, those areas too. So yep. I just, it's stupid. And Mr. Hamrick's a good question. Is Ricky going to manage this team next year? Oh, you could buddy. see an argument both ways. I vote Ricky. Yeah, but <laughs> I think everyone wants to fire. They lose two we, games and everyone wants to fire him and Rick Hahn all of a sudden after like last week, they were riding him like he was like, you know, <laughs> uh, we could do a whole two hour episode on this. And now I everyone can, hates him again. I can easily, Shots for easily argue this both ways without a doubt. I can argue this both ways. Oh, you tell him that to his face, Aloha. You tell him uh, that, Mister Hand. You is, smell uh, I smell. And there's just you have handled- COVID. You can't smell what the rocks cooking because you lose your sense of smell. Yep, there you go. <laughs> oh, um, have I been a huge fan of how Ricky's handled pitching? No. Sometimes no. Most of the time no. I think he's been doing a great job with the lineups. I think there's a lot of crazy shit going on with this season with COVID with injuries with having to pitch Ray Lopez with having Mazzara in right field with there's a lot of crazy shit going on. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I think Ricky gets next year just mainly on the fact that this year is just fucked. Like it's just a weird year, dude. Nothing is normal this year. Uh, I don't see that. I don't think he's earned enough to get canned. And I know people are pissed. They're still in fucking first place, man. Like, fact check, they're not. Oh no! <laughs> what Cleveland they're, won already? They're a game back. Well, they yeah. weren't in. They lost the last two games. Oh yeah, last night. Yep. But um, still in the playoff picture. Well, like they AL. Again, that's the yeah. other thing with Mancata. Guys, come on. It's a, 10 days. It's 10 days. You're you're a lock for the playoffs. You don't need to like string this out for just Makata's like he's like just missing like every other day it seems like he'll miss a game. Like what are you doing? And there's a really really good chance just to put the the icing on the cake here, the cherry on top that Renteria wins manager of the year. Maybe because if they finish with like one of the top records, yeah, I can see it. You took a team that was in the basement the last three, four years, and yes, there was front office moves, but yeah, I could see it. By the way, speaking of pitching and the bullpen, Mm -hmm. Pedro Strope. Hey, he can go out there and throw BP to Eloy. (laughs) I don't know what else they're going to do with. He did not look good in Cincinnati. He did not. He no. hasn't been the same, man. All, all those leg injuries, not the same. Well, oh, look at there's video of Clevenger throwing it for the Padres. Doing <laughs> his little dance on the mound. Drives the women here in Chicago. Makes them sick. Oh, Aloha, <laughs> Mr. Hand. Great point. It's oh, going to be – they have the best record in the AL. Oh, yeah. Tampa and Bay. actually, this is a great comparison. I think our guy also from the 108, shout out again to Beef Loaf. Mm-hmm. He always brings up the Rays because the Rays are basically in the same situation with their uh, rotation. Mm-hmm. They only have three starting pitchers, but they're Dude, making it work. But they're three starting. I'd take their three starting pitchers. 
Like their third is a lot better than yeah. the Sox there. But I mean, they're in a similar situation where they only have three guys and the rest, they just kind of piece it together. Yeah. I mean, the Rays are flying right now. Rays are probably one of the hottest, hottest teams in baseball. And now a word from our sponsors. You know what? Just fuck the format for this show. Sorry for the people listening on podcast, <laughs> but we having a fantastic yes, I love it. More questions. participation today. Mm-hmm. So we're just going straight off a of chat for this yes. whole show. So keep retweeting it, Aldo. Keep getting it out there. Tell people we're going all chat this show. Yeah, all chat because Let's bring this one up. This has been really good so far. And yeah, so now the question from Stormy224. And if that isn't your Twitter handle or if you want us to call it something else, just like sign your comment. But he says, although, guess we'll see Adbert in the rotation. Adbert in the rotation. Your thoughts? This weekend, at least. Uh, yeah, so no, I mean, that's the thing. He's going to be in it because the Cubs. So this past weekend, and I just said it today after Alec Mills' start uh, in Pittsburgh. Remember, I think it was just just like two weeks ago, we were like, wow, the Cubs, you know, Cubs have a lot of depth. Quintana's coming off the injured list. They have Azale who can, like, come in any time. And now Tyler Chatwood has an elbow issue. They don't know when he's going to come back. Jose Quintana has a lat uh, injury, you know, like inflammation or something. So those are always tricky. I don't know when he's going to come back. Alec Mills can only pitch, like, five innings, and they're probably not going to be that good. John Lester... He could be really good for five innings, and then he gets to the six, and he's terrible. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is great at home, okay on the road, and terrible against the Reds. And then you got Yu Darvish, who's going to like probably win Cy Young, maybe. So the rotation, <laughs> the rotation is in shambles right now. But I am glad that Al- Alzelay should come up and he should stay in because the Cubs don't have another fifth starter right now. So he should be in the rotation for the rest of the year. I love that. I hate it under the circumstances. But he's shown that he that guy that guy can pitch. He has he has MLB stuff, um, and I mean I wish it was in better circumstances. But hey, we finally get to see him, and hopefully he makes a case to. I mean, because the Cubs are going to lose three starters in the offseason, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So there, here we go. Here's your shot to prove that you can be in the rotation for 2021. And then what happened to Holtzen? Holson, uh, see, that's the guy. That was that was gonna be a great comeback story. He nailed he, that name, by the way. Nice. Good job, though. He, wow. what was it? I think he was like the number two pick or something back. The first, like, yeah, he was the second pick in 2011 out of Virginia. Yeah, a uh, lot of injuries. The Cubs signed him a couple, like either last off season or something. Jeff Passan had a great piece on him on his like his comeback. He was like pitching independent ball. At some point, he just like flat out quit. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this anymore." He's back. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about him though since last season. I think he was coming back. He pitched. I think he like pitched a cl- in a couple of games for the Cubs in September. But I I haven't really heard anything about him. And the Cubs need a lefty. He's a lefty, but is he just know. one of those dudes that kind of like just like Zach Short kind of got lost in that shuffle and just they didn't see what they wanted to see. I don't know if it's that. It's just like injuries because again he's had a lot of injuries and I think he had a setback event like sometime in the off season or like in spring training. So I don't know if it's just that, but I mean, they have him in the player pool, so I don't think he's injured. I don't know. That's just one of the, that's a, that's a weird one. I don't know. Cause that was like the big, like uh happy, you know, uh, you know, great story to cheer for the great comeback story where, you know, guy number two pick out of baseball comes back, but you know, that's a weird one. I don't know. Nothing. I got nothing. Out of them. I'd love to see it I'd, again. You, yeah. We're fans. We like to root for like good field like stories, like but nothing yeah. on him. Hey, uh, 
at least we have a, at least the Cubs have a bullpen though that can like at least you know lock things down if the pitcher only goes a few innings. Mm. Uh, good question. <laughs> Keep them coming. Shout yeah. out Chris. See, he signed his comment, so he gets a name shout out. Um, our man, the oversexualized mailman Jack. Under, under sexualized, in my opinion. Under I was looking at pictures of naked Steve Stone. Um, yes. I, love, I love using that picture. Uh, Steve Stone. He has, uh, what do you think of the Sox catching rotation? It's something because <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to bring back McCann because that's the big thing is, is McCann going to stick with this system? So I don't know if they're trying to phase him out. Because the real the reality of the situation is it's cool that you know he's Lucas Giolito's catcher and that's awesome and everything. If they can't re-sign him, Lucas needs to figure his shit out with another catcher because that just won't fly. So and I mean, it has to be with you'd right. love it if it was your big free agent signing. Well, that brings me to that point where the big free agent signing who never really does hit for average is hitting two twenty-four with an OPS of seven thirty-two. Bat's been pretty cold lately. I mean, he leads the team in walks like we thought he would, but I'd like to see Yasmani's bat get a get a little heat underneath it. Um, do you like? By the way, do you like him batting third? He's been batting third a lot, right? Yeah, and I don't like that at all. I mean, I I get the reasoning behind it is because he he takes walks and gets on base, mm-hmm. and um, but don't you want your third hitter to drive in your one and two? Like, isn't that kind of how that goes? Like, I don't know. But I think he needs well, to be that's when, that's when you had a Bray there, but then he was leaving all those guys stranded early. Right. In the and then they moved him to fourth, and now he's having an MVP season. Yeah. So the whole catching rotation, uh, Zach Collins is on, like, an island right now. So I don't even count him as in – the rotation in my head right now is McCann and Grandal. I think McCann needs to be in the lineup more, whether it be DH because Edwin blows – or catching, but I get if you're trying to phase them out a little bit because you're not going to be able to resign them. But yeah, it's it's wild, dude. So shout out to Mailman Jack. Um, Salty says, "Is it is this it for the Cubs? Everyone's contract years are coming up. Do they enter a semi rebuild?" No, I mean, well, you look at it. That's not up this year. It's after next next season. So unless shit's not working out, or in the off season they decide that this, it's just not a good pace, they they still have another one year window with with what Lester Bryant, Javi, uh, who I mean, no, we, not all the position players, yeah, all positions. So Lester's Lester's contract's up after this year. Yes, oh, they're okay. going to buy him out. They're not going to pay him twenty five million dollars. Okay. So he's, he, has the, he has the option. Then. That's that option. Okay. But I mean, offensively, they, they they still have that same team. So I mean, it's really just a matter of buying arms, which is always Theo's thing anyway. Was to draft bats and buy arms. He hasn't done a great job of it lately. But honestly, the only thing that the, the, the Cubs are held back by a bullpen. I mean, this team doesn't look nearly as bad, despite their struggles, if a bullpen can actually take care of baseball games. And so, yeah, they're going to end up trimming payroll. You're going to end up seeing them possibly cut it down to like 150 million. Even though today they announced a hundred million dollar deal with DraftKings, they're going to cry broke because Tom Ricketts is a piece of shit. No money, Kevin. No Kevin. No money. Like, no money. We broke. We can't. We can't afford it. But hey, we're a hundred percent over budget on the field renovation and the, and the area renovation, and we're going to brag about that to uh, you know Business Insider. Great job there, Dip Cheese. So, what, what's going to happen? It, you know what? Scrooge McRicketts might screw it all up, and this is a guy that's happy collecting paychecks and and money from the fans that are just going to keep throwing money out there, or 
you know, it's going to come to a point where Castillo's a competitor. Theo's going to say, suck it. I'm out of here. I can't take this. And Theo's going to leave because his contract's coming up pretty soon. Um, you have a short window right now. I mean, if I'm Theo, I'm doing whatever I can to win because you get two World Series in Chicago. You get two World Series in Boston. You might as well just build a statue in both areas and, and be done with it. But, uh, you know, Ricketts is the person standing in the way. Tom, I, I, Tom Ricketts is the problem. And Crane Kinney a little bit too. Crane Kinney's a slam ball, I think. He's the one that's leaking crap to like Kaplan and whatever. But you've got these this upper management that has no real concern with winning and everything to do with the dollar bill because they want to pad their pockets. It's an investment. Um, you know, Jay Hayward, you can't complain about his contract because Jay Hayward's, you know, this year his seasonal stats are as good as Mike Trout's. He's earning his paycheck this year. I have no problems with it. Um, if he continues to play that way, I'm never going to, I won't bitch about it. Um, but, you know, you got to cut down some of those bad contracts. I mean, he's made some, you know, you got your Moros in there. You've got your, sorry, your Quintana's in there. You've got to flip things out and flip things around. But if the owner won't let him pay, what can Theo do? He's going to scratch two pennies together and find a, you know, a number one. That's not going to happen. So it all has to do with upper management doing what other winning franchises do, like, you know, like LA and New York. And you spend money to win. If you want to win, you have the money. They are not broke. The Rickets sure. are not s- struggling for cash. If they want to win baseball games, they got the money. Will they use it? That's indicative of them, and that's who gets to wear the blame. If the Cubs can't spend and they break this team up, it falls 100% on the shoulders of Scrooge McRickets. Next question. Product, oh, oh, before that, in terms of, yeah, like, we've said it. Like, they're not – they like, no other team is going to take on, like, money either. Because, again, like, all MLB owners, like, just apparently can't lose a dollar because if they do, they – panic um so i mean the core the core is going to be there if anything if there are like any trades of core players it's not going to come until mid-season 2021 um but yeah next up, Luba. Next up Third? we got drunk size Sox fan that's my guy steve-o another very very handsome member of white Sox twitter and if you're not following him yet and you're a Sox fan at drunk size shocks fan he does great post-game videos. He actually, for the skinny little white boy, he can rap pretty well. Uh, he threw down some freestyles in the 108 tourney. His profile pick's pick pretty pretty sweet. Make sure you go follow Steve-O. He's not the smart Steve-O. He's not the Steve-O that keeps winning all the Sox math competitions. That fucking guy is like a human calculator. This is other Steve-O. But make sure you follow him. They do great stuff over there at the Sons of Honarchy podcast. This is like a big love fest, this show. So if, basically, if you comment, I'm going to shout out you because I'm in a good mood because it's a long weekend and I got a tea time tomorrow. So Steve-O <laughs> asked, Lewis the third in the order, fuck it, y'all. No. Bad Steve-O. I just Steve-O, built you, you up to bring you back down. Are you drunk, no. Steve-O, right so now? You might be. Did you type that drunk? But no. You know why we're not? Look at his at-bats on Tuesday and Wednesday in the Minnesota series where they just fed him straight shit. They treated him like a goddamn mushroom, fed him shit and kept him in the dark. They just seriously didn't even throw one ball near the strike zone. Slider away, slider away, fastball at your face, slider away, slider away. And boom, my handicap is playing golf. Anyways. With my lower back. <laughs> yeah, I got how much, what's my handicap? How much time you got? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm I shoot in like 30s. Add a kid. He's been drinking uh, since three. three. Love Zoe. He needs to be more patient. You're right. Yes. That's why you're awesome, Steve O, because you're smart, because you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. 
I want to mix in a question here, also relating to the Sox and the offense and what we saw in Minnesota. Are you at all? And I know, again, they're locked for the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. The offense looks like just is fantastic. Super jealous. Are you at all frustrated that they can't beat the Twins or the Indians? Yeah. Um, I think the next goal around versus the Indians, it's going to look a little different, but the Twins, I don't get it. I don't know what the hell. It's If it's a mental thing. It almost seemed like on Monday and Tuesday in the early innings, like the White Sox, because they're young, they were like too like juiced up to play. You know what I mean? Like stupid mistakes, like nervous mistakes, like and it doesn't really make him feel too confident going into the playoffs. That, but this is what Kevin said earlier. This is going to be a great year for valuable experience. These kids are learning in big games. You need to make big plays. You need to be sound. You need to be. That's why I got so frustrated with Madrigal and the stupid errors. Because like, you got to learn. And we aren't the best team in the division yet. You're absolutely right. We are currently facing the Pistons, and it's the Twins and the Indians. Like combine are the Lambeer Pistons right now for the White Sox. And they are going to get over that hump. There's moves to be made this offseason to get them over that hump. <laughs> right fielder, <laughs> see you, Edwin. <laughs> pitcher. But it's just – I love this year. I'm going to watch every inning of every game this year. It's going to be fun. But this is like the year before the Cubs. 2015. Yeah, they lost this, to the Mets. Exactly. This is almost – to the same thing where like they're going to make the playoffs this year. They're going to get some playoff experience. They're probably not going to go far in the playoffs. They'll even get a no hitter from their, one of their better pitchers, just like in 2015. And then they're going to come back next year, hopefully make some moves in the off season. And I know Mr. Han is not alone in his representation of the White Sox fan where you can't really be confident that Han will spend this money, but he spent a little coin this off season. Keiko was a great pickup. I know Grandall will pan out. Again, this is a weird fucking season. But Edwin. Edwin's gotta go. <laughs> Edwin, yeah, I, Edwin, think that, I think that was a one and done. Yeah, Edwin. It was Edwin, an old dude deal. Yeah. It Did was they, they went for one the instant down. offense. Um it was spent before COVID. Um That's a big thing. Like I don't I'll, No I don't think we realize this offseason is gonna fucking suck. Yes. <laughs> not going to be a good time. Because we can think, like, yes, we know they have money, but they now have the perfect excuse to be like, oh, nope, we didn't have the revenue. We we had to cut costs. This is it. This is, like, the worst, this is the worst nightmare, especially, like, the Sox, where you, like, finally got the window. All the prospects are up. You finally spent some money, and that's just going to last one year. Well, yeah, but when you have an owner that has ball sack – the one or few, one or one of two, one of the few owners that stand up and say, "You know what? You guys are all being cheapies. You're pinching your pennies. F this. Let's go all in." Those Wait, are the I'm ones. And I think San Diego. I think White Sox. They're neither of them are going to do that. I don't. Care I think about San Diego that. will do that. I think San Diego is reckless as hell, and I love it. But you need ownership that's allowing front office to go ahead and just make the deal. And and if you have somebody, hey, hopefully Reinsdorf is here next year. I want I want him to be around. Um, obviously, we never know what tomorrow brings. Um, but Whoever is in, who's ever's in charge at that moment, you know, whoever it is in any any team in this league, if they decide that they're going to go buck the trend and they're going to they're going to pop it out and say we're going to drop some change, those are the those are the franchises that are going to figure it out and win next year. So now we got a question from what uh, is this? LT? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, Before we get to that question, Mister Han Han, just agree with me. 
we said that at the beginning of the show. The new Mets owner is just going to throw stupid money at people and get guys like JT Romuto. The Mets are going to be a fucking unit next year, but I think it's going to be just a clusterfuck like the Tampa Bay Bucks this year where they just go and get a bunch of names and it just doesn't work out. But, well, I hope they don't mistreat friend of the show, Chasen Shreve, who's been their best reliever all season. <laughs> this next question's a real motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What happens first? Zoe gets a hole in one or Jerry and Andre prospects for a big name? That's <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, neither of them are happening tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Um, <laughs> that's from my guy, Luke Taylor. That's another great member of White Sox Twitter. Follow him at LTaylor underscore 22. Good dude. Um, yeah, no, I, I've been playing golf for how long now? Shit. 26 years, and I've never gotten a hole-in-one. So to answer your question, me getting a hole-in-one will probably happen first. Uh, <laughs> uh, it depends on you know what your definition of a big prospect is because, again, I don't want them to trade Andrew Vaughn. I don't want them to do that. But I also think they could have traded like a anyone else because I'd I'd be fine. Um, but yeah, no, I mean they're a little close to the vest. Um, salty, I see you in the comments, dude. This whole the Padres and the White Sox now are being held on such like a parallel viewpoint on everything. <laughs> And there is connections. I mean, the whole Tatis thing and then Machado, uh, Machado and, and I mean, Clevenger now. And, yeah, there's – I actually – didn't I say this offseason that I was going to take the Padres as my National League team? I think you did. I did a Twitter poll and everything. Still haven't gotten that hat. I got to get on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching the Padres. I especially love betting on the Padres. Um, but I think it's great if I see a 2022 World Series of Padres versus the White Sox, I'm going to be fucking juiced. One, because the White Sox are in the World Series. And two, because the White Sox are in the World Series. So Three, that means there's not a strike or a work stoppage. That's a- yeah, that's – yeah. <laughs> That is a solid number three. Four is the World Series would take place in San Diego. Not a bad place to visit in October for White Sox fans, considering the weather in Chicago is starting to get a little bit at that time. Be a great yep. trip for you. Yeah, we're supposed to get this big cold front from Canada coming right now. Oh, kind of. Yeah. So I'm very limited on the hats I can buy because I have a medical condition called large fucking head. So I have to get 3930s or it doesn't fit. Will, oh. from our guy, Lil Yumper, Will Javi and Wilson learn to have a competitive at-bat again. Take it away, Kevin. Uh, I, I, I took, <laughs> and, and Yumps knows today, uh, I, ha- I took a little bit of issue with Wilson Contreras today. Wilson Contreras grounded into a double play that he should have beat out, and he spent about a second in the batter's box. Coach kids don't like that. Showing, as, as Aldo doesn't care about, but I do, showing dog shit body language after grounding to short. Shortstop bobbles the ball, takes a little bit of time, then feeds the second, and then Contreras is out by a step. If he actually comes out of the box instead of showing the shit body language, he beats that out. Inning still alive. Now, granted, the Cubs were only they were down four to two at the time, or whatever it was, or six to two. But that's kind of stuff that that you know, Wilson's actually starting to hit the baseball well. 
And he actually got he actually benefited from facing dog shit yesterday. His timing came back today. He actually had a pretty good day today. But then he makes that he does that, and it's like it makes you it drives you nuts. Whereas there's Javi, who's they're going to have competitive at bats if they guess right. That's about it. If they don't guess right, hell no, because everybody's out. The, the, the word is out. Javi guesses. If you can guess better than Javi, and I don't consider to be Javi a high baseball IQ guy. He's naturally gifted, but he's not one of those guys that is a baseball cerebral. You know, chess player. He's going out there and, and playing on physics alone with his physical as, you know as, attributes. I don't think Javi's going to change. Javi just is going to have to get lucky. He's going to have to face some bad pitching. His timing's off. He's he, he's he's deciding pre pitch that he's going to swing. And if you guess that much, he's physically good enough that he can he can beat bad pitching. But there's a reason why Javi Baez has terribly terrible statistics over the course of his career against power pitchers. Strikeout pitchers own him because they know how to beat a hitter that guesses. If you're going to guess up there, everybody guesses. Let's not play it pretty like nobody guesses, but they don't decide pre-pitch that they're going to swing. They guess, hey, an off-speed might be coming, but they adapt their swing when they see right. that. And, and Javi is not doing that. Javi is literally deciding, oh, it's 2-1. I'm swinging on this pitch. So I'm a, if I'm a smart pitcher, I work backwards. I throw him an off-speed. I throw him a slider on the outer half, and I let him swing out of his shoes like he's been doing all season, and he doesn't make the adjustment. Now, the beautiful thing about Javi is that if someone kicks him in the nuts and says, Javi, stop being a little bitch, I hope – that you would get someone again when Willie gets hot, Javi may follow. And Willie looks like he's getting a little hot. I just hated that he didn't hustle out the ground ball today. Nobody said anything about it. I wish Rossi would have gotten him, but Rossi did probably get into him. But Rossi again handles his shit in the clubhouse. He doesn't do it in front of people to 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 blow somebody up in front of everybody else. He doesn't show dudes up, and I like that. So I don't know if Wilson got it. I assume he did in the clubhouse. But with Javi, you've got to expect somebody that's going to make adjustments. And right now, it's banging your head against the wall with the approach. You see Chris Bryant struggling. You see some of these other hitters in the lineup, like Schwarber, who's starting to figure it out a little bit too. You see them struggling, but you see them trying to make adjustments. They're not making the same mistakes. Chris got punched out on a ball eight inches off the dish today on strike three because C.B. Buckner sucks. And he's making <laughs> adjustments. He's trying to change, you know, and this is the, something, this is actually what Chris is doing. Um, he's adapting his swing. He's really trying to change his launch angle. His launch angle was a little bit high. And so um, he's just, he's trying to. I wish it was high today. <laughs> he's just trying to sit back. He's trying to, to change the, He wants to, to drop that launch angle a little bit. Um, what did Mike tell me? Um, he's just, uh, God, what was it? What he's trying to fix? Uh, sorry, these are longer texts of just us talking baseball. But hold on, uh, Mr. Loha hand. So Ian Hep got uh, fell the pitch off, bounced off the dirt, and just went right off his right eye. Yes. Uh, came out of the game. They got X-rays. They said they were negative. So that's the latest on him. Hopefully, there's no vision problems or a concussion because I mean, just yeah, lucky. right off, right off the eye. But yeah, that was that was scary to watch. He's, that, so, yeah, he's, he's like the best here on the team. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted. Chris is trying to flatten out a swing. He had a he had like a twenty six degree launch angle before this, and he's trying to flatten his swing out so he doesn't flare balls off to the right or foul him off. So those are the, he's trying to not miss the mistakes. It sounds like, and we talked about it on Monday. If Chris is if Chris is getting to it, he's hitting the ball to right center. When Javi's getting to it, Javi is also hitting the baseball hard to right center. He did that against some bad pitching the other day. He he didn't get he didn't get anything out of it, but I think he hit a baseball at like one hundred nine miles an hour to the right fielder who almost took his hand off. If Javi can do that, make that adjustment, that's great. And Ian Happ is making adjustments. He's done that. Ian Happ is actually, you know, he, hopefully his eyes better. He's going to walk in. I, I'd rather him go up there like freaking, you know, one eye Jack, if he has to, he's probably hit better than half the Cubs lineup since he is like two thirty as a team. But you know, th those guys need to make adjustments. Competitive at bats don't just mean getting a hit. Sometimes competitive at bats don't even mean getting on base. Competitive at bats mean you saw 
you made you, you had a quality at bat. You saw pitches. You battled. You created stressful pitches. And you know what that does when you have a competitive at bat? It improves for everybody. You've allowed the guys behind you to get better because they get to see the entire arsenal. When you have someone that swings and and has really just no plan, it doesn't help anybody behind them. It's a selfish at bat. And I've seen more selfish at bats from Javi than I've seen from any player on the Cubs roster. Uh, you see Schwarber getting it. Schwarber's getting it a little bit. Um, obviously, Jason Hayward is I, – I, I couldn't be happier, man, with Jason Hayward. So those are competitive at bats, man. You you work a count, and then if you don't get it done, you work to count, man. You, you elevated a pitch count. You, you're valuable in little things. And so – All right. So – where are we going? Oh, who has the worst fan base and why do you pick the Dodgers? <laughs> that's, uh, that's definitely a California guy commenting. Uh, Kevin strongly agrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Hand, it's the Cardinals. It's the, yeah, Cardinals are very strong. It's just the the, the horrible racism. It's kinda, the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> the blatant, the blatant horrible racism kind of catapults. St. Louis to number one for me. They, they, uh, really, they really got the market of boring racism locked down, actually, which yeah. is really, it's really hard to do both, but they really do a great job of boring racism there. Mr. Hand contributed, said the Red Sox now. As a White Sox fan, and I know Mr. Hand, you'll always, it's hard not to find him in the, at a White Sox game in the, in the bleachers out there in the 108 area. And when the Red Sox come to the South Side, their fans just, they travel very well to the south side of Chicago. They used to. I don't know what's going to happen in the future now, but uh, and they were not pleasant people. And Boston fans are kind of rough. Um, I'm still going strong with St. Louis because it's just. I think it's a solid uh, one one A. Yeah, one one A. I'll go St. Louis one, Boston one A. Uh, but yeah, that whole really strong blatant racism really catapults them uh for me um also you know what you know who's sneaky has an annoying fan base on twitter the twins uh. <laughs> if you go to no there's nothing sneaky about st louis they're i'll give them one thing they don't hide it they just come straight out and are complete assholes um no but the so I've gone to a couple games in Minnesota. That new stadium is very nice. It's a great baseball play stadium. You don't great like baseball. calling you like a booger eater or something? Like what do you? No, but see, they don't like. <laughs> some dude from Twins Twitter like tweeted out in all caps like, "Why are the White Sox such pussies when they lose?" Such a confusing statement. Fair question. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I didn't understand that. And then there's a, a Twins uh, blog. I can't remember. It's got a real catchy name, but they wrote this whole big blog post about like why they don't. They're not scared of the White Sox, and White Sox fans started liking it after the Monday night game. And then the guy had some really. If you're gonna like troll. Just like be smart about your trolling, you know, or like be witty or funny or, I mean, it, his trolling was just kind of like, eh. you know what I mean? It was like I don't know. How many numbers did he have after his name? Oh, he was real. He was oh, real. Yeah. <laughs> he was real. He was real. He was. He wasn't joined Twitter in June 2020. His yeah. John eight four seven nine three four two eight seven four. The best ones. The best ones are like just a random comment, uh, and then you see it. And it's like their second comment ever. 
And then you see joint September 2020. <laughs> like, seriously, like, who is so like, sad? People create Twitter accounts so they can like continually like, criticize. Like, I'm gonna go make one comment. I'm gonna create a Twitter account just for that one comment, and then I'm gonna forget that account and lose the login. Yep. Sad. Sad. Speaking of Twitter and having fun and trolling, that's why I'm always glad. Like I, I hated when the Cubs uh, uh, was it like when you Darvish was pitching that no hitter against the Brewers and just made the Brewers and Christian Yelich Yelich look a, look like a joke, but then they lost three in a row. So that was a rough look. But this past weekend in Cincinnati. So they had like that little benches clearing, like yelling at each other after a couple of pitches inside. And then the next day, the Cubs just like unload on them. So like, hands up. I know they had a shitty loss on Wednesday, but they won three in a row. Uh, but like, thank you for just like continuity beating up on the on the Reds this year. Because that's big for the troll game for Cubs fans. Well, it's big. Chris had a great quote yesterday in the press conference, right? Didn't he say something like, what did he say about uh, obnoxious? We are obnoxious. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, we are. <laughs> so what? Deal with it. Hey, at least our broadcaster is not a racist. So, <laughs> I'm a good Catholic man. Fly ball to left field. Oh, That's a home run. Call. And yeah. I will never be back on the microphone again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Again. Uh, All right. Um, um, oh, and Darren. Darren Wells. So, big Darren thing, though, Dang that it. I do need to talk about. The White Sox next. Four was it? Four, six. Nine. The White Sox next nine games are ridiculously crucial. They have four against Kansas City, two against Pittsburgh, and three against Detroit. You need to win seriously eight out of those nine. I'm not even. What are you gonna? What's the goal? What's the ultimatum, though? What happens if they don't? They probably. I don't know. They're gonna get a shitty playoff. They'll still probably make the playoffs, but. (laughs) For this season, though, like you need a win because then after that, it's Minnesota, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Cubs. Oh, here we go, Zo. Good question from Stefan. Stefan, nice to meet you. Stefan, Stefan, for the record, Stefan's the little cuzzo. Hey, cuz. That's my guy. I see the Do prom think- picture. He's the only yep. dude with a bunch of, looks like, well, um, looks like fine, upstanding young adults. That's how my, yeah. that's how little cuzzo rolls. Uh, do you think Andrew Vaughn steps in and just outright? Ref- no, you know what? No, you want to know why it's no? Because Andrew Vaughn's going to play first base, and Jose Abreu is going to take over for Edwin, and Edwin's going to go back to his big ass farm, wherever the hell that was that he kept putting on Instagram. Um, I thought you were going to say because Elo is going to be the DH. Eh. <laughs> you know now, like as I, long yeah. as you got Lewis Robert in center field covering pole to pole. You can have Eloy in left field. Yeah, so. And, and so you know this. I like Lou Bob and I like Nikki Magical, but you know that my 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 baseball dude crush with the White Sox is Andrew Vaughn. It's been that since way before the draft. He can fucking hit, man. The I kid breaks. He's a mature bat, and you're gonna see yeah, he he does look like he would also win a beer chugging contest. He's awesome. He's a meatball. I love him. And that's gonna be a huge addition to this lineup. You let the dude get some looks. Uh, you see that the guy's going to be, he's going to give Abreu an opportunity to extend his career in Chicago because those two guys, they can rotate him around, maybe place first a little. He DHs a little bit, throw him in right field. You don't overwhelm the kid. You let the kid sit back a little bit, see a few games every so often. You, you treat the, if, if, if you handle the kid right, he could be an extremely valuable tool while also getting him the experience that he needs seeing major league pitching, which is something that you got to see to learn. You can't, and Lou Bob is a perfect example Magical is going to sooner or later. I mean, God, if nobody figures out magical, I don't know. Maybe he does hit 400, but 
sooner or later someone's gonna see oh, something. I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll take that bet. Magical just hits base hits. He's fucking trash. Trash. Um, so Tony Gwynn was trash too, though. He only hit singles. And yeah, he only hit singles. He also could play basketball, though. Tony right. Gwynn. Magical play basketball. Uh, we're going to put a ball on this because I'm going to go watch Dylan Cease battle against Mr. Duffy and the White Sox hopefully take. Wait, wait, wait. No, this is going to be perfect. Make your prediction now in tonight's game because this is going to be posted before the game <laughs> is over. <laughs> Sox are going to win. Uh, Luis Roberts gonna hit a home run. All right, all right. That way my parlay hits. Um, no, I think they win. I, I I think they bounce back. Kansas City's a great team to bounce back against. Uh, the White Sox have say it they, so. Say it so. The Roy, the, you don't sweat the Royals. No, I'm not saying that again because I said that about Cleveland and it fucking bit me in the ass. Um, oh, so you're scared of the Royals? Okay. Yes, petrified. Oh. There you go. Um, reverse, reverse jinx. Eh? White Sox tend to do well against lefties. Uh, they have the correct man playing right field. Um, the one thing that is funny though is Madrigal's in timeout. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's funny. They got Danny Mendick at, at second, but Madrigal's got arguably the hottest bat on the team, even though they're only singles, and. He gets put in timeout because he fucking errors. Oh, that was great. Oliver, what do you think, too? Speaking of, like, obviously this weekend, so if the Royals and the White Sox are starting a series. What First off, well, Zola, let me ask you this, and then I'll ask Aldo this for the Cubs series because the Cubs are playing five and four days. For you, Aldo, uh, for you, Zo, what is your definition of a successful series this weekend with the Royals? Are you satisfied with two out of three? Are you satisfied? Do you need a sweep? Four. It's that's four. a it's a long it's weekend. Like he, they have to go eight and one. Are you gonna? Is three out of four your success? Is it road or home? It's it's in Kansas City. Three out of four is good. A sweep is expected. I seriously, can't, I I'm not gonna say it because every time I say it, it bites me in the ass. They you should be. Want. They the should bus, huh? they should Boomer beat bus. Kansas City. They should beat Pittsburgh, and they should beat Detroit. Well, yeah, but I should also hit the bowl every time I pee, and I don't every time. So you got to – you don't give them any room for – so it's sweep or nothing? So sweep or fail? No, I said three out of four is good. I said <laughs> I, I would ex- expect a sweep, though. But I do want to shout out Mr. Hand, Stefan, Little Yumper, Salty. I hope you're cool with that nickname. Uh, Steve-O, uh, Mr. Taylor, everybody, man. Everybody that commented, this show, this is not how we expected this show to go. Mailman. Mailman. Sexual sexual mailman. Oh, now I'm going to have to. I'm going to need some alone time. Before we we cut out, though, I do need all those thoughts on the the Cub Series this weekend. Before I know you're you're getting your your dip out Mm -hmm. speech. So, Aldo, what is your success? What is your consideration for success this weekend in a five-game series in four days with a doubleheader on Saturday against the divisional rival Cardinals, who are in second place? Just win, win, win three out of the five. Do the same thing they did last time. At this point, if they do that, because they, they're like three and a half, three games above right now. So if they get another game, the Cardinals are going to be down to like, I don't know, like 20 games left with like a five-game deficit. Ooh. That should be enough space for the Cubs to stay in first place. Just win the series. Nobody else get hurt. Get a fucking hit with the bases loaded one. <laughs> one uh, time. One time. Remember, one remember time. Like average more than five hits in a game. Well, this series, you know, if you get how many ever chances with the bases loaded, one time get a hit. 
One time, so if you're listening to this as a podcast, I apologize for Kevin singing that much. And also, this show was done completely by people commenting on our Periscope. We go live on Periscope every Thursday, early evening, afternoon, depending on where you're at in the world. We're probably going to start tweeting the link on Facebook so people can find it and come over because I'm not going to lie, and I don't want to speak for Kevin or Aldo, but this was a lot of fucking fun. Absolutely. I, I think it's way more fun when we interact with people. It gives the show a different little look to it, too. And, um, and the, intern, the intern, yeah. by the way, gave, gave us – he says, hi, guys. Sweet. Uh, intern. Nukes, Phillies. Nuke, you could at least comment. <laughs> or, or you can just join us. We we need a little nuke in our life. But yep. Is he with us? No, he's not. He's um. All right. So for Aldo, for KFids, I am Zo, and you are awesome. And we will talk to you guys next week. Um. Uh, because it's a long weekend, maybe we'll do a midweek show. Who knows? We'll see how things go. But take care of each other. Stay safe wear a mask and we'll talk to you guys free build of the favorites we here for the latest yeah. south side or the north side not tuned to the greatest home team for the home teams both sides got our own rings on the mound or the long ball but we don't put the wrong strings yeah it's that time of the year now Wrigley or Gantee So the whole league that we hear now New show with a new mood Discussions and interviews Trade rumors that might be This is Pinwheels and Knife Yeah This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the board, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the board